Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Jared Loftus. Jared is a serial entrepreneur since the fifth grade. Jared was named College Football's Biggest Entrepreneur by Forbes in 2021 and went on to co-create one of the fastest growing ACT prep companies in the country. Today, Jared sits as the Chief Operating Officer at Rasa.io, where his mission is to help companies increase their customer engagement through personalized email newsletters. So join us today as Jared walks us through how to stay in touch with your audience in a relevant non-salesy way by using evergreen content and a personal touch to keep them loyal. It's going to be a lot of fun today. Jared, thank you so much for joining me and welcome. Absolutely, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So I'm really curious about this background that you have. So you played sports in school, right? It got, you know, it obviously gave you a great foundation to go into the business field. Tell us a little bit about who you are and how you are so amazing. Yeah, so I've always been an entrepreneur, just wherever, whatever the ideas were cranking at the time, that first business out of college was selling basically LSU t-shirts in a brick and mortar store. And that came from me selling t-shirts in college where people were starting to hit me up on, you know, these t-shirts I would create before games. And once I thought like, oh, like people want this, this could be a business. Went after that. And then from there, I've just done a bunch of different things. I've probably started too many businesses. I, I like to remind people that serial entrepreneur is not always the greatest thing. It just means I can fill out the LLC paperwork pretty efficiently and, and get a business up and going. But I've enjoyed it. It's it's all I've really known. And, you know, business, like to me, business is my art. Like I enjoy business. I enjoy growing the businesses. It's fun to me. You know, what's really interesting about, you know, like going through your LinkedIn profile and seeing the progression of the different types of businesses that you've <laughs> been involved with, they're, you know, they fill a need, right? They definitely filled a, you know, filled a need, especially from, you know, like the college t-shirts during games, ACT prep, everybody needs ACT prep, right? And then, you know, you get into this really interesting space, which is personalizing email newsletters. Now, you know, like as a digital marketer, I can tell you that producing one newsletter for one client, you know, like, or even for myself is a pain. Doing it for multiple clients, different voices, you know, getting the content together, sourcing it, it it's a lot, <laughs> you know? So how did, uh, how did you guys come up with the idea to, uh, you know, to build Rasa? You know, how did that snowball? How did that all take effect? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, from basically like I did, I've done e-commerce, went into food trucks and then the business of education and now email. It's like, well, what, what were the common, what's the common denominator there? Like, you know, outside looking in, people don't really see it. As you mentioned, it's kind of just like where needs could be met. And with Rasa, 
Previous to RASA, everything I've done has always used email in some form or fashion from a marketing or branding standpoint. And so with this idea, the idea was around, well, what is it that we can do to make it easier for people to stay in touch with their customer on a regular basis, but not in a salesy way, right? And so as you mentioned, sometimes putting together a newsletter is difficult. It's, it takes time. You have to think about it. And especially with small business owners, like they may not have that time because they're wearing a bunch of different hats. And so doing something on a regular basis was, was kind of more of a chore. And not to mention what we're proposing is that kind of keeps you engaged in establishing and keeping that relationship with your customer. It's not necessarily a call to action. It's not necessarily this direct ROI that you can point to and go, I sent out this email and we made this much money, right? Because what we're proposing is, hey, get put something out there that's relevant, put something out there that's interesting. And in doing that, you're going to form that relationship with the person so that when it does come time to do business with them, they haven't forgotten about you. They haven't like, you haven't gone silent on them, right? They didn't, it's not like they haven't heard from you in six months. Like you have something that's kept them engaged and, and we're helping to make that possible. You know, it's interesting. I had this exact conversation this week right? Where my client's calling me up and basically just the start of the conversation was your newsletters suck. They're not bringing in business. Like, why are we doing this? And, you know, like, first of all, you know, like I never really answer those emails like very quickly. I always take a step back. Right. You know, she does have a legitimate concern, but at the same time, you know, she's missing a key point. And I think you really hit it was that you can't necessarily draw a direct line between sending out email A leads to sale, right? You know, maybe if the way your CRM is set up that you can do that direct attribution, but at the same time, you know, there are many different attributions that you have going on. You know, you have your retargeting, you have your, you know, the different communications that you put out. Email is very powerful, but it really is, I don't know, you know, 30 to 50% of that attribution pie. There are others out there as well, right? So let, let's let talk a little bit about, you know, the personalization process. I'm, re- I'm really curious to hear about, you know, let's just take like term life insurance, right? If you're trying to take, yeah, I know, I'm going to throw you a hard threw me a curveball with that one. Okay. <laughs> no, it's like, all right. So, you know, that's why we're on this call, let's right? Go. So, you know, like, first of all, it, it's not a very sexy industry right? And it's something that you really need to be creative if you're going to write content for. Now, thankfully, you know, like you can write content. There is enough ancillary content out there in the world that you really can source timely content that's non-competitive in just about any field to support your thesis, right? Whether you like whether before or after COVID is the right time to buy term life insurance, for example, Right. right? There are thousands of articles written about that already. How do you help people figure out the personalization process and to actually get that message into those email newsletters in order to help them drive more sales? uh, Walk me through a little bit about the rationale on how that works. I would back it up a little bit and say, you know, a lot of times people want to go specifically into their product and talk about either themselves or exactly what they do. And so something like 
term life insurance, as you put it, not the sexiest of topics, but something that uh, plenty of people are considering and thinking about. What I would do is say, okay, one, think about what other content is out there that would be interesting and relevant to the same group of people that are considering term life insurance, even though the content may not be exactly about that, right? So if you're thinking about term life insurance, you're thinking about the future, you're thinking about risk and, and that kind of stuff, but you're also basically saying like you want to take care of, of, of some other people that may be left behind, right? Which is also, you probably want to get the most out of life and like how to enjoy life and, and, and things like that. And so there's all of this other content about, you know, that you could probably find of living in the now and how not to take now for granted and uh, being present and, and all of this other content that would still be relevant to that group of people and, and then make it about that where it's something that's interesting, right? You can only send so many emails about term life insurance before somebody's like, oh, well, this is just another email about term life insurance. Click, they either delete it, they never open it, whatever, right? And so what we're suggesting is you can establish that relationship with them by being seen as interesting or helpful or relevant to them a lot of marketers are like, well, why would I ever want to send them to content on another site or, or go somewhere else? So two things. One, well, they're probably reading other content anyway. Why don't you be the person that is the one that sent it to them? So now you get benefit of, of having been helpful to them. But two, with, at least in using the Rasa platform, now you get to know that that's something they were interested in, right? Because that activity is being recorded. And so how much more of a benefit is that to you? Like if you start showing that, or if you start seeing that like a certain type of content is what's resonating with people, maybe that is something you decide to write your own blog piece about on your own website, right? And so, so I think there's plenty of benefits to be had around not talking specifically about your product because now you're pulling them in. It's the same age old adage of like, when you go to a, you go to like a networking event or, or, or a tail party, like if you wanna be interesting, be interested, right? Like listen, like have talk about other things. If you go into a party and just talk about all your, yourself all the time, people are eventually gonna kind of walk away, right? It's the same with your email. So this is something that allows you to still be interesting to the recipient at, because it's about them and what's interesting to them as opposed to it being all about you. This so when you set someone up on a platform that helps them curate that uh, party content, what do you see as the net result of going through that activity, right? Because first of all, you're starting out and you have your primary content, maybe the blood, your cornerstone blog post content that you created. And then you're adding like two or three related uh, or related pieces of content that all go into this newsletter and eventually get sent out. Yep. How have you seen content being improved by going through that process as opposed to just sending out a, you know, using your own software like AWeber or ActiveCampaign in order to do that? Yeah. So let's take, let's take your emails, for example, right? Like you have things that you want to send out to people. You've got your podcast episodes and then maybe something that you've written. But it's not just about you because you have people that are paying attention to you that are interested in growing their business or uh, specifically in marketing. And, and you read a lot of content that people would find interesting, but not everyone may find all of the content you read interesting. And so if you could take those, let's call it 25 articles you read over the course of the week, 
put it into repository of content, let's say inside the platform at Rasa. And then from there, the AI is gonna choose which of those articles go to which people. Now, started with you as the original curator, and then the AI started to dial it in on, well, these articles would be interesting for John, and it, it starts to divvy that out. And then what you see is typically what our customers tell us is higher open rates and click rates, because now you're sending something to people that they want to open because it's interesting to them. You've shown that what you're sending them is so they open that. It's different than, hey, here's an email that's all about me and my business. Now you flip the script and said, hey, here's this email that's about something you find interesting and it's about the sender. When your platform takes that information, processes it and puts it all together, like what's going on in the background? Like what, what kind of logic is being applied here in order to figure out what is relevant and what isn't? So that's where the artificial intelligence comes in and, and we're using multiple forms of it really around like natural language processing and things like that where basically the, the content that comes in that is able to be chosen by the AI for uh, each recommended email is uh, the, the articles being read, okay? So the AI reads the article, associates with it, topics, keywords, concepts, and then as people, as individuals read that content, then those topics and keywords and concepts get associated with that person so that in the future, anything else is around that area of interest, then it'll be more likely to be recommended to that person. So the, the AI is not only making the recommendations of which content goes to which person, it's also reading the content so that it's able to do that. What would you say are the most successful industries or types of clients that utilize this? It's really about the sender and the mindset is it more so than the industry. I think specifically people that have a longer sales cycle or a, a longer period in between sales, it's really helpful because uh, say you're not in a, in a business that can sell somebody something every week or every month, right? But you don't want them to forget about you in between those times. Maybe you're an infrequent uh, vendor to this person and so you need something that's going to not only be sent to them, but they'll actually find interesting enough to open and read, right? And so if you can look at it from a standpoint of here's something that keeps me maybe not front of mind, but at least on their radar so that when the time comes for them to need your product or service again, they're not like, wait, who was that that did that thing or, or what? They, like they've been hearing from you regularly. Right. And so it's it's more about that than it is specific industries, just because it is a change of mindset. Most people think about email marketing are thinking, what what did we get from that? What was the dollars associated with that email? And so if you kind of zoom out and take a little bit longer term look at that, then I think that's where you can have a more sustainable and long term way of, of going about those relationships with your customer. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Can you let everyone know how they can learn more about your company and yeah, how they can reach out to you directly? Yeah, check out uh, rasa.io. It's a great place to learn more about what we're doing, but you're also able to sign up for uh, a free account and get started using it, play around with it, see if it makes sense and works for you. So, uh, And then me personally, you can reach out on all the socials at just Jared Loftus. 
and happy to discuss more. Amazing stuff. Thank you for taking the time, first of all, to share this with us, to speak with the audience. I really appreciate it. I find this type of software and the thought process behind it intensely interesting. And really what happens is that it really helps us all become better marketers, no matter which industry we're in. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.